When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. And I'm Greer McVeigh. I'm Greer McVeigh. Hi, Whitney. So sexy. Uh, that, that was my, um, <laughs> so you know, back in the day, I wanted to work for, you know, do a 900 number. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were just Wait making that money. You have to explain what that is to some people. <laughs> do you think our audience, we have people so young, they don't know what that is? Yes. The 976. Do have people. So oh, my God. We used to have. I don't even I don't even remember. It's been so long. But we have phone numbers that you could call, like they had uh, 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 infomercials in the middle of the night, basically selling, it, you know, there was sex talk. You know, you could talk to a hot young girl waiting for you right now, or, you know, you could get your your fortune told. What was that woman's name? Dr. Jean, oh, Cleo. Dr. Cleo. Cleo. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, hi, I'm Cleo. Call me now. Or, you know, there were like various things that you could call, but you'd All pay, you'd pay you pay per the minute to talk to somebody about various interests. Now you just, I don't know, Google it or whatever. Get on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> yeah, do a Facebook or, Live. It's like, you know. But, if you go oh. far enough from those of you who are familiar with OnlyFans. So um, I am not an OnlyFans user. OnlyFans fan. do I have an OnlyFans only account? Is it porn or do they have other things? There are other it? things. Because in- oh, okay. I, I never heard well, of it until they were like, they canceled the porn on OnlyFans and everybody was all outraged. I know. think they separated it so that it was I don't know exactly. I remember some brouhaha, but well the whole the 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 point, I guess the reference one is that when you would call these numbers, these 976 numbers uh or 900 numbers or whatever they whatever the prefix was, you paid by the minute. And I mean it might be 99 cents a minute to talk to somebody and Ten dollars a minute to you know I don't you know whatever which goes back to the other reference we had about we were talking the other day we celebrated our mother's birthday 
and the conversation started talking about popcorn, right? The things, oh my. That, the things yeah. that are, we should do a whole episode. We should about like, what is not here anymore. Of things what do kids not know anything the about? The things that are no more. <laughs> yeah. And Let's popcorn. Pop you call popcorn to get the time. And it's like at the tone, the time will be. And I think that might have been the original like voiceover work I wanted to do. At the tone, the time will be. Four, 22, and 10 seconds. Beep. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, you know, well, we're recording this actually in a in a in a morning. So I don't know that I have my my full voice going right now, but it was, um, it was it was sexy numbers. But between the 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 nine seven six numbers and I think I would just giggle. They can't, you know. I don't think I could be one of those operators. It'd be like, oh, oh, and and Big Daddy, I want you bad or whatever. And they'd be like, okay, that doesn't even sound. They'd be giggling and they'd be like hanging up. But if you were the I don't know who made all the money. I guess if you were the operator and at some point you could like have your own number, right? And your own like business and people could call yeah. you direct. I don't remember. I guess. I don't remember. But so obviously whoever's getting paid, you know, $9.99 a minute was making money. <laughs> Hand well, over they just taking it off the phone and put it somewhere else. So that's, <laughs> yeah, so that much so that money's still people, out there. I just need to find it. <laughs> those people are still making money, is my point. I just yeah. in some on some other platform, right? People are not going to give up <laughs> the opportunity to make money in the ways that they've learned to make money. Yeah. No, you're you're right. And people are still calling or going somewhere to get their palm bread or their fortunes told. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. And the operator should Have say, you stop, you want to make money, stop wasting it on 976 operators. How about that? Is that what Cleo would tell you, somebody? Yeah. Have you ever had your palm bread? I have not. One of my girlfriends uh, does. She's like, we need to go do it. And I was like, Okay, so I'm I'm like game for it, but I don't believe it. And she's like, she knows someone, and she's like, oh my god, and 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 she gives, you know, she knew that I did such and such, and I'm like, maybe that's because everybody did that thing, you know. It's like, oh, and today, uh, you're gonna cross the path of someone who says hello to you. And it's like, okay, well, everybody crosses the path of something, you know, you know, there's going to be someone from your past that you think of fondly. And then you, you're going to reach out and they're going to remember you. And it's like, okay, you know, but then you're like, oh my gosh, I should call my first grade teacher, Mrs. Thompson. And, you know, and then she would remember me, right? And it's like, okay, that's not a thing. So I'm willing to do it. I just don't want to pay the money for it. Because, And then what if she tells me something I don't want to hear? What if she says, her? you know what? I don't see you in the future. It's blank. <laughs> it's dark. It's like, you know, then it's like, oh my God, am I going to die on Tuesday? You know, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that, that might go wrong, bad. 
it could be bad. That could be <laughs> a bad you might say you, That could be a bad segue to today's pregnant. topic. I see a baby in your future. That would it's yes. <laughs> If it's yours, if it's my baby, it would be, it would be. if she's somebody. like, hey, I'd say you pregnant, giving birth to another child. Oh, I'm like at 60. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. I'm not 60. Uh, that was for comedic effect. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of 60 and having babies. Okay. No, there's nobody 60 and nobody having babies that we're speaking of. I was just thinking about, do have we done a show since um, Her Majesty the Queen passed away? Uh, no, we have not. Are you planning to talk about I'm not feudalism? Planning, I'm not, well, oh no, I'm definitely not planning to talk about feudalism and colonialism. Oh. And I'm not planning to talk about Meghan and Harry. Although, I actually think we probably should. Let's talk offline about what that might look like. The hatred. What do you do when people just, and we've done episodes where people didn't like you or, you know, how to overcome opposition. But when you have the, you know, millions of people just hating on you and Megan and Harry are out there, you know, trying to live their best lives, but people are, I mean, just scrutinizing every single- I would love to have that conversation. And I think it revolves around, my personal opinion is that it revolves around- Racism? Well, that that is that could be a part of it, but- oh, Is it that goes, the obvious answer? It, it's it a more subtle go, answer. It goes beyond that, I think. So I think that is certainly wrapped up in it, but because there are other people- that are hated and scrutinized and it's like why why are you wasting your time and energy mm, with mm -hmm. that on somebody else's life and what they're doing and every little thing that they do and i you know so i would love to have that conversation because i think it could be helpful for those people Hopefully, it could be helpful for those people who do that, even if they do it to a certain degree, even if they don't go. Oh, so, so, so we would be talking, I mean, for the people we can who talk are to the both. hater. We can okay. talk to both. Uh, well, yes, both. Because if, if yeah, you're like, being hated that. on, right, if you're being hated on and it's having some impact on you, right, that person, but the person is doing the hating Spending all that time and energy i just i don't i don't get it i don't get it but going back to bad news <laughs> talking about yeah the queen died that was bad news so today we we're talking about delivering bad news and this topic um came to me because i had some i got some bad news from a friend who asked me to share that bad news with other people in our circle, particularly um, our children. So my uh, a dear friend of mine had a son who passed away uh, a few days ago. And he was a friend of my son's. They're, I mean, they're same age, went to school together. From, Grew up together. I think from first grade or, or something. And, you yeah. know, for years. 
um, you know, and of course everybody gets grown and sort of goes their own way. You know, you're going off to college and you're doing right. things and you're working and you're, you know, he had uh, actually joined the military um, and was doing really well. I think had found his calling and, and then it's like the next thing you know, he dies, um, which, you know, it was really hard, but I think part of what his mother wanted one, well, I think there are a couple of things. One, I think for her, and you're you're a mother who lost her child, probably, and I don't know this for a fact, but I assume that even saying the words, especially in the beginning, is something that is so, it's like you probably cannot bring yourself to even say it. And then to have to tell people. Repeat it over and over again. To repeat it over and over. Yes. It's just like, it's got to be surreal. And, and you know, so... Anyway, she had asked that we tell, you know, a couple of us tell other people, um, but in particular to tell our children who grew up with him, because, you know, the word will start to get out. And, you know, and kids in this day and age, I don't know that they would take the time and the tact and the care to, to, to deliver this bad news in, a, in the appropriate way. And whatever appropriate is, I mean, there could be different definitions, but in a way that was tactful versus sending it on Snapchat or, you know, on social, hey, did you know? And blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I, you mm -hmm. know, and with so there's a, and innuendo there, and there's some assumption and, and you did air quote the right way, but there's some assumption that kids in sharing news in their circle in their way would that it could not be delivered in a particularly sympathetic empathetic or yeah well that's yeah. my assumption I don't know that that is hers that's certainly my assumption okay just because every time I try to say something or do something with my son you know, it's like, oh, mom, we don't do that anymore. And it's like, okay, well, what do the kids do now? You know, and, you know, like I said, it's, you know, it's a Snapchat or it's something and messages delivered. I mean, once you open it, it disappears. And somebody be like, well, wait, did I read what I thought I read? You know, I don't know. I don't right. know what the kids do because I'm, you know, almost a grandma. Um, but anyway, so there's some news for you. <laughs> Cleo can deliver. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's not where the baby, the baby's not coming from me. Uh, anyway, so I, um, so I was going to tell my son and I, you know, and I thought about it and I was like, well, when is a good time to tell him he's away at school and he's got classes. So if, but the, the objective is for me to tell him before he hears about it in the street you know, and by in the street, I mean, you know, via, on Snapchat, on Snapchat or okay. some other sort of way in some group email or whatever, text message or whatever. So, but so of course that could happen at any moment, right? I don't know who's, who knows who his friends are and all that. So I was like, okay, maybe I want to do it. not the worst way for them to find out, but and maybe on. it isn't, which is a whole other, but go on part of this. Um, so anyway, I was like, well, he's in, he's got classes. Do I wait till the end of the class, the school day when classes are over? And I'm like, but he has to go to work tonight. 
So do I wait until work is over? Do I do it before work? Well, if he's going into the weekend, well, what if he's going to a party? I don't want him all, you know, upset. Then he goes to a party because it's the end of the school day. And this is what week. we've done by trying to protect our children. Yeah, we, this is what happens when you're a sucker mom. When you, from all the, right, it, unfortunately, bad news is a part of life and yeah. learning to handle bad news is a part of life. So, but. Which is, and it's, and yes. So, but I was like, you know, so I'm going through all these mental gymnastics, trying to figure out the best time. And if I tell him, you know, in the day, he's going to not do well in school. If I tell him at night, you know, he'll be upset and then he'll go out and drink and then he'll drive and he'll crash, you know, and it's like, I, I've created a, a whole scenario, right? And so anyway, and then when I told him, it's like, okay, set it up and whatever. And then I sort of blurted it out. And then, and then he was upset and he was much more upset than I thought he would be. I mean, I knew he'd be upset, but he was, you know, like really shaken and then it was like, oh my gosh, I've done it wrong. And does he need counseling? And I need to, and, you know. So anyway, after the fact, I started thinking about it. I'm like, is there a right way to deliver bad news? <laughs> so I Googled it. And because um, you can Google anything. Or you can just listen to Life Lemons and Lemon Drops and we'll, we'll tell you. Um, but anyway, so I Googled, you know, how to deliver bad news. And, you know, and lo and behold, there are, well, I don't know that there is one right way because there are many different um, uh, resources for how to deliver it. And of course, it depends on what you're delivering, right? Are you delivering and, and bad I news to employees? Are you firing somebody? Are you getting rid of, a, of, a, of an account? Or are you telling, you know, your child that their parent has died or whatever? It's right. like, what, what do you, how do you do it? Right. And, and I think the your bottom line point there is that there is no one right way. There are some tips on how to there are some <laughs> there are some commonalities across the different ways you can do it, right? There there are some things that should be involved, but certainly the nature of the news needs to be taken into account. The person you're delivering it to needs to be taken into account. Mm -hmm. I don't know that the mental gymnastics <laughs> needs to be, you know, that, that one has to extrapolate all the worst case scenarios that can come from something, but certainly understanding the personality of the person that you're delivering it, it the, delivering the news to and their connection to that news. And then in the end, it becomes how can, it, maybe the delivery of the news isn't as much the issue as being supportive yeah. and therefore the person you're delivering the news to. And it's- And it, being the deliverer. There is a right deliverer of the news. And, and there are probably and not a are right, better right. deliverers. So, yeah. There are probably better better levels. I mean, if you're firing somebody, for instance, and it's like, okay, should it be well, you, you certainly know, don't say the HR person who's not associated, or should it be the boss? Or should it be, you know, the boss's boss? Or who, you know, who's the one? Is it a police officer who comes and stands by your desk while you 
pack up your stuff and have the person deliver it? Or do you do it in an email, you know, remotely or whatever, right? So well, there are some things that you can't, should and Certainly there are, like I said, probably some better, some people better than others, but there probably is no real best person, except when someone comes to tell you that I don't want to be married to you anymore. Um, the person and that should come from the spouse. That come not from their the not their mistress. Not their significant their, other their, their uh side yeah, person. their side piece. Yeah, that should not come or the street. He doesn't want to be married to girl. I'm here to tell you that or he and I are getting married. Or from what? the streets. Or from the streets. It should that yeah. should not come from the streets. So um, so what did you discover as and then I discovered did you, that I did it all wrong. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I did how all did you right, do it? I did then, the right steps, but I think my what's a better way? Assessment of the steps. So, you know, and again, there are some different sort of options, but you know, to set to set the stage, right? You wanna uh, set the stage and the expectation. So you want to carve out time or the opportunity to do this. So that is something that I did. It was, I, you know, I told him, I'm like, call me when you have a few minutes to talk. And my assumption was, or I, you know, my, my operating assumption was that I was going to tell him he's going to have some sort of a reaction. I don't know what that is. And I can't predict what that may be, but he may need some time to talk to me or to be alone or to talk to a professional or someone, right? So I didn't want to be to like call him while he's walking to in, you know, to class. Right. He's like, oh, I got three minutes. I, you know, I'm I'm running late no, for class. Course. Oh, okay. Your friend died. And then no, you know, of course. And there's a, he can't do anything with that information. Of course. Of course. So I, so I did in effect do that, I, you know, but I probably was like, I've got some, yeah, I want to talk to you. I've got some news to share. That's not great. Okay. Well, that probably wasn't wise, right? No, now that probably was is, not wise. The, the call me when you have some time to talk was, and then stop, period. Yeah. Right. Okay. I hear you. You know, so then it's like, okay, bad news. Oh now God, you, it, he's it, wondering. Is it a family member? Is it grandma? Is it this? Is it that? So anyway, so set up the stage, um, you know, set up the moment. Then when you're delivering the news and, you know, and you can sort of set up the point, it's like, you know, I've, I've got something that I want to tell you. It might not be easy, but X happened or X is the, the case. Get to the point. Okay. Well, then there's that, right? So what's the difference between getting to the point and blurting it out? And maybe there's a difference and maybe there isn't. I feel like I blurted it out and I probably could have gotten to the point, but eased into it. Okay. So we can talk about that. Do you know a difference between blurting it out and getting to the point? Um. Yeah, so getting to the point would 
be being matter of fact about it, right? But that doesn't mean that you couldn't have a half a second of pleasantries okay. um, before you said what needed to be said. Okay, so let's just say then, but going with that, that you, okay. we're going to fire. I'm going to fire you. You you work for me. I'm going to fire you. So I'm not going to just say, "Hey, Whitney." Um, you don't walk yeah, in my it's office not working say, and you got to go. You would not just. Okay. Right. So what's the difference in that scenario between me being direct to the point and me blurting it out? How would that look? I don't know that you need to not blurt it out when you're firing someone. They're leaving <laughs> going on about their business. Well, you don't want them to come back to, to you know, to be disgruntled. I, I don't right? I mean, I don't you know, know I've really enjoyed having you, you so know, I have and, and I I've have enjoyed had working the, with you, but it's just not working. I have had the displeasure of having to fire someone. And so certainly having the conversation saying, you know, we need to have a conversation. Here are some things that about your performance. Here are some things that have been a challenge and you know, we've attempted to work through them, haven't been able to. And I'm going to have to let you go. Right. And so it's not that the very first thing out of you, you walk into someone's office and say, you're fired. Right. <laughs> this is not the that apprentice. Wouldn't, that wouldn't be very nice. This is not the apprentice, but there you certainly in that situation could help someone understand some things that they have done well, things that they haven't done well, the challenges and, and explain why you are taking the action that you're taking. I think that's a little different than sharing the news that someone has passed away or that you have a diagnosis of something, right? So okay. in a recent episode, we uh, interviewed Danielle, uh, talked about her cancer journey, right? And she was mm -hmm. saying that the doctor called her and said, you need to come you need to come. Well, when a doctor tells you that that you need to come, there's already, you know, the anxiety. But that starts that. to set the stage, though, it's right? It's like, stage. okay. It's setting the stage, but... And then you're like, no, just tell me now. Right. And so if you set the stage in some way, in such a way that people know that nothing good is on the other side of that, you don't need to call me in and tell me that I'm pregnant and I want to be pregnant. Right. And that yeah. everything's, you know, going to be fine. You don't need to call me in to tell me that I don't yeah, have, you have that you don't have cancer. <laughs> right. So it's like I gotta get in my car, drive all the way downtown, you know, park, do whatever for you to say, Oh, you're cancer free. You're healthy as a horse. You're gonna live <laughs> to be 192. Uh yeah. nobody does that. So right. So once you start down the path of certain situations and sort of setting the stage in certain ways, there's nothing, th there's nothing good that can come of that. So what you could say is I wanted to share this with you, you know, in person, I wanted a, a moment when you have some time, this, you may not handle this well, and I want to be here for you. Right. Yeah. And then say what you have to say, just let someone know, and I think to the degree that you said, I think you just said you said um, that that you may not 
this may not be easy to hear whatever the particular words yeah um, I didn't do as badly as I okay. letting on, but you know, interestingly, we talk about the sort of the stage being set where there's no other alternative. The way my friend found out that her son had died, who's in the military, is that she's at home with her other son. They just made dinner or about to sit down to have dinner, and two military officials there's no other showed up at her door. And she sees yeah. them walking up, and it's like, well, if you see you know, stern, stoic looking yes. military men coming to your door and your son is in the military or your child is in the middle or your husband or whatever, yes. or the middle of the night, right? And the sheriff shows up and, yes. you know, it's like, okay. So, she, you know, obviously she had a sinking feeling at that point and it would be interesting to see, you know, maybe I will talk to her about quite how they did that because, I, I would assume that they follow a protocol. And I'm sure they do have for a, how to deliver that. that and it news. probably doesn't include a lot of pleasantries. Well, probably. So right. then, after you get so, to the point, and, and you say the before thing. Before you move on, okay. Interesting, you bring that up because, and you mentioned Theron and Theron's passing. My son. For those of you who haven't listened to the show before. Um, my son passed away and I, Greer and I were there at the time that th this happened. Um, there are other episodes that go into more detail about this, um, but he died as a result of injuries from a car wreck and uh, Greer and I happened to be, but didn't happen to be there. We were there. Um, yeah. Another passenger in that car or a passenger in that car also lost her life her parents were not there and yeah. had the sheriff right show up in the middle of the night the to deliver the that night news to them to deliver that news so um certainly when when someone you know in military or a uniform not the fedex guy but a police uniform shows up at well, your the fedex guy is coming to deliver the attached to some bad news of someone that you know and care yes, about. Yes, sheriffs don't show up in the middle of the night to say, hey, right. you know, other than Ed McMahon, nobody's showing up at your door with particularly good news. So the FedEx guy, but or Amazon, but that's another story. So your next point. Well, so you get to the point and say what has to be said. Then you go back and explain the background and give the details, right? So it's like, say the thing, because this is what we're about to address. So yes, there are some pleasantries. We're setting it up. I'm sort of priming you to receive this bad news. I'm sorry, I have some bad news to share, um, but I wanted you to hear it from me. I wanted to be available to you know, talk to you or answer any questions you have, but you you know your friend so and so has passed away and these are the you know period right and give them a moment to sort of live with that and then these are the the, the circumstances as i understand them this is why i'm telling you this is why i'm telling you now um you know i know that as you talk to your other to you guys a circle of friends this is, you know, something that you guys will probably talk about. And I want to make sure that when you do, that it is in a respectful way, in a way that honors his life, not in a way that, 
spreads rumors and casts aspersions or you know whatever it is that people do. And I'm not going to say what kids do because I know what adults do. Right. right. You know, kids are probably less likely to do it than adults. It's like, girl, did you know that? And then blah, blah. And he, well, I don't know well, the last time he, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's not necessary. You know, we need to move away from that just as a society of all, all of that and have more positivity and certainly respect for, um, for people. So explain the back. So, that, the so does, is there a suggestion in there that you take a deep breath? Right. You set the stage, you get to the point for the deliverer of the, news? the deliverer to de to to get to the point and then just shut up. Right. To give the person before yeah. explaining, you know, before providing before that details, it is like, say the thing and then and let that sit for a moment. Let the person okay. react as, okay. as they're going to react. OK. And they may be like, is that it? I already knew that, or, you know, or, right. oh, wow, or, you know, who knows? But then you're, because you're assessing in that moment, right? right? You're assessing them what your next steps need to be. And, and, I, and then that's why I ask, is there an, a suggestion that the deliverer take a moment to actually assess the situation? And because the person may have questions, they may say, I need a moment and you don't need to go, okay, well, let me tell you what happened. Right. If if they're saying that they need a moment. So you have to yeah, let them guide the rest of them. As, as the deliverer in the moment and present with with some sympathy, with some empathy in that moment. Yeah. Right. Before, Which is one of the next steps is before, to separate yourself from the message. So before you get to before you separate yourself from the message. Right. Um, but having a moment of empathy and just putting yourself in this person's shoes in terms of I'm watching them, they look like they need a moment and I'm going to take a step back, assuming you're not military, right? Or police or something like that and are delivering news to 12 different homes and is just one after the other. Right. This is you and your in this case, this is you and your son. Yeah. So you are taking the time and you care enough to sort of think through what's the best way to do this, whether you feel you did it the right way or not. I'm sure one, you did it the best you knew with what you knew at the time. Now, if you had it to do over again, you might inject. Yeah, now I know what his response would be, so I would do it differently. But it's based on what I now know, right. which I didn't it's, know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so then you, uh, you know, and you'd be sympathetic. So, you know, so there are all those sort of things. Ultimately, you want to, um, they suggest reframe the situation. And obviously, this varies based on <clears throat> what the news is that you're delivering. But you still, it's like, okay, this person has passed away. I've now shared this news with you. And the reframe could be, you know, let's focus on what a wonderful life this person lived or what this person meant to you or, right. you know, what lessons can be learned. Or, I mean, there are a number of things so that we're not just sort of, um, you know, continuing in that that gut punch of sorrow. Right. We're like, let's let's 
sort of reframe this and look at this sort but of is differently. This the type and we're better having had known them. Go is ahead. This, is this the type of news? And I think, and you know, I think my personal opinion is that the timing of the reframing is as important as the reframing, right? Okay. There are some news, there is some news that maybe right now is the time to reframe, mm -hmm. right? You're delivering news to your staff, right? There's bad news to the staff. You know, we haven't met our marks. We, you know- Barred in a hostile takeover or whatever, okay the raise or whatever, right? There's mm -hmm. a reframing that you can do there. I don't know that a reframing of someone's passing away in the moment that the person is getting the news. This is just me. Um, I'm no psychologist or therapist or any of that, but I am someone who has lost a child. And- uh -huh people trying to reframe or say, you know, trite Bible. But I think there's a difference between what I would say to you in the moment as the person who lost the child versus delivering the news to someone else. Because I think you're right. I think a lot of people would be, oh, well, you have other kids. I mean, you know, good no, thank no, no. you but know, and it's like, that's not a thing. So, <laughs> you know, are you? But it, but it is a thing, and that's people's attempt because people, because we are in general not comfortable one with delivering bad news, and two, we're uncomfortable with death. Right? That that actually is a thing, <laughs> and I don't think people mean for it to be a thing. And I'm just saying, in that moment, maybe the reframing isn't necessary after someone has had an opportunity to process maybe and and again it depends on the nature of the news and the person and their reaction right yeah. and so paying i'm just my two cents adding on to this i'm not saying don't do it i'm just saying paying attention to the the signs of what's happening in front of you yeah as you are delivering this news, I think is just as important as any of the steps and the way the steps get actually performed or executed. And so if someone doesn't seem ready to reframe the situation, forcing them to reframe it right now. Well, yeah. Is and there's certainly no timeline, right? So it's not like, I mean, one, I don't know that these steps have to be sequential necessarily. And to the extent that they are, it's not like, okay, blah, 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 you know, set it up. Now deliver the news. Now wait, you know, three beats, bump, bump, bump. Okay, right. now we're reframing. You know, now I'm explaining. Right. And, he may have the said. and then now I'm reframing. Well, you know, at least he lived a great life and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then now is the next step, which is offer alternatives. And, you know, one, you know, so... <clears throat> you know, I don't know what the alternatives here would be, but do you need counseling? You know, are you okay? Uh, you know, is there a way that, you know, how do you, do you need help processing this information? In in my case, that was when I thought of the, the quote unquote alternative. And keep in mind, I'm delivering this news across, you know, four, 3,000 miles. Right. Versus, you know, had he been 
here, I would have waited for him, you know, if he was living at home and going to school, you know, each day and then coming home or even live locally, I would have said, let's meet for dinner or let's, you know, whatever. So it's not even like I could be there. I can't give him a hug. I can't, you know, and I was not going to orchestrate a whole thing and call his roommates and I'm going to give Donovan some bad news and can you be there? Can, you know, I mean, I, you know, and to your original or earlier point, he's an adult now. Part of life is death and part of life is, deal, is you know, you're going to have bad news. You're going to, you know, and the older you get, right? It's like, I mean, he doesn't have friends that are, well, he doesn't have a lot of experience with death. He does have some, but he's not like us, right? Where we've got friends, you know, or our mother, right? <laughs> They're dropping like flies. You know, people are dying every, you know, they come in threes. And it's like, every time you turn around, it's like some, you know, major people are dying. People we grew up with or idolizing or watching or feeling like we know. Right. from a distance and it's just like you know the obviously the older you get the more that there is he's still it's few and far between so this is to my knowledge the third person of his contemporaries that he has known um who has passed away each under sort of you know under different situation scenario you know circumstances and you know and but it's it's like this is life yes you know and you got to deal you're going to have to deal with disappointment whether it's losing a job or losing a, a parent or losing a friend or you know getting breaking up with a girlfriend or you know whatever those kinds of things happen and part of your development and part of my job as a parent is you know helping him through those like any other thing while he's young and developing and as he gets older he'll be doing those things on his own or with his wife and ultimately teaching those lessons to his own children god willing and you know and and that's just how it goes so for me you know it was this is some pretty big news and again this is somebody who was you know he was close with um you know they had again started to you know it sort of moved apart as they got a little older, but, you know, but the mother, I mean, we, you know, we're still dear friends and it's just, um, you know, we want to be there for her. He, you know, whether he wants to come home to the funeral and, all, you know, there are a number of things that sort of needed to be sort of addressed and it had to start with delivering the, 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 the bad news. But again, whether your bad news is, you know, professional or personal or romantic, honey, I want a divorce. You know, there's, you know, there are different ways to do it. And, you know, some of the ways are, you know, at least are sensitive, right? They right. take into account the the person receiving the, new, the news. They take into account that person's emotional state and their, um, you know, how they're going to receive the information and then use that information. And to the extent that you're just sort of blurting it out and sort of insensitive and, you know, and it's, you know, and all of us, I'm sure, can think of a time that we received information where 
we question, it's like, why would that person have done it that way? They could have, had they just done X, you know, I think I would have taken it better, you know, and, and you know, and then just be empathetic to, to, to that. And you know how it feels when you receive news in a way that wasn't particularly productive or helpful or sensitive. And you just don't want to be the person on the delivering end doing it that same way. So I, I agree with you and I accept the process that you have laid out. Um, I, I accept that you, I, I love that you have given this the kind of thought um, and care and attention that what I think it deserves, right? And so you you do something and then you think, well, maybe that wasn't the best way to think about because this is going to happen again. It's not like this is not going to happen again. And therefore you have, you know, prepared yourself for being able to do this in the future. And I think particularly um, for people who are delivering news about the death of people as opposed to other types of bad news, particularly related to work, um, since that's the arena that I, I focus in, that, you know, death as opposed to work, but loss, it loss is loss, right? And whether yeah. it's someone you love, um, that, that you're no longer in relationship with them, you don't have friendship with them, um, they die, you lose a job, all, you know, all of these ways that we can lose things or that bad news can enter our lives, that the delivery of the news is one thing, right? And, and that's sort of an event, but the living with the news continues. And so the, some of the steps that you outlined are really setting you up and the person up for moving through and living with the ramification yeah. what happens right and with the new reality with the new reality which is life without this person or yeah or, or that job or whatever right and so and there are stages and i just want to talk real quickly about that the, the stages of grief and what your son and the other kids the families you right the mm -hmm. mother of this son um, what you guys are going to move through. So now that the everyone has the news, sort of the stages of grief enter mm -hmm. your life. Um, and so just quickly, this is something that we can talk about. Like I'm still in the denial stage. <laughs> we can, you know, yeah. move, talk about this in more detail in another episode, but um, it starts with denial. Right. Yep. So the stages of grief is denied. I can't believe that this has happened. Um, and that can take some time. I mean, talk just briefly mention these five stages. Know that they may not 
they're laid out linearly, but they may not happen that way. And you could move back and forth between them. And so you've delivered the news, but now you have to keep an eye on the person you've delivered the news to, to see how they are processing this long-term, not just in the moment, right? So there's denial, then anger is the second step. Um, there's the second stage of grief, bargaining, depression, and then finally acceptance. And there, there can be a back and forth, as I mentioned, right? So right now, all of you guys, no doubt, are in the denial stage, right? And you don't have all the information yet. Depending on what information comes back may dictate whether or not there and the degree to which the, the denial continues and anger starts to set in. Mm -hmm. um, and then the there's anger because you're upset now that this person is gone or that this situation is no more. And then there's the bargaining. Well, if I could, if I could have done, I would have done, I should have done. Um, can I do something to now change this? And the unfortunate fact, and, and while we go through that step, unless we're talking about a relationship there probably isn't a lot of bargaining that is going to result in something, right? Um, and then depression sets in. It may be deep. It may be shallow. That's something to keep an eye on. And then to the point that the person finally comes to accept the new reality. Again, recognizing you can get to a place of acceptance and then somewhere down the line end up back in a in a place of anger or denial. I will say this over the, what it's been 17 years, right? Just this past summer, 17 years since Theron died. And while I live daily in a place of acceptance, I can say that those other four stages don't, that I don't find myself there even to this day. Right. Um, there is not long lived, but I, there are still times less than the denial piece, less now that we have moved from the house that I was in when when he was alive. But more memories, more, more like memories. You but could see him visually. Yeah. There, but, you know, seeing walking past his room. Right. He painted his room a particular color. And so every time I saw that color, just reminded our conversation about how he came to pick that color over the color that he really wanted. Um, every time the garage. Oh, that wasn't the color he wanted. No, he wanted to paint it black. Um, that was your compromise. <laughs> I was like, you can paint it any color other than black. Um, I, I just thought black was too. And now black is such an end color. It, I, I thought it was too depressing and, and and maybe a wall or a piece of a wall, but you don't need to be living in a whole black bedroom with <laughs> black blankets and black sheets. I, it was too <laughs> um, But, you know, when the garage door would open, right, it was because mm -hmm. every time he was out and he came home, I heard the garage door. It's like, okay, I know he's home and safe. Yeah. And so... It, so there are things like all these triggering things. Exactly. Yeah. And so just knowing that that's going to continue and being prepared to for yourself, one, 
and for the other people affected by this in particular, um, Donovan. So um, thank you for sharing. I know that that was challenging and it's gonna be challenging for um, some period of time for you, your friends um, and all the kids involved. Thank you for you know, being willing to share the experience and then taking some time to um, do some research so that we could share with the audience how if this is something that, you know, and it's something- And we that, all will need to- Yes. Something, give or receive bad news. It is something that is going to happen, right? To all of us, um, not just deaf, but other types of- bad news and the world is filled with bad news every single day so we want to thank you i want to thank you greer one for bringing this topic and then um i want to thank you the audience for um listening to this episode if you have some you know experience and you want to share how you have delivered bad news or bad news has been delivered to you um, the pros and cons of the way that it was done, we would love to hear from you. You can leave a message for us at anchor.fm slash life lemons lemon drops. We may play your message on a future episode. And of course, feel free to join us in our Facebook group, Life Lemons Lemon Drops. And until next time, take care. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 